about Thanksgiving, what's the first thing you think most people think about? Turkey. Turkey. And then what's, what's the second thing? Pie. Pie. And then the third thing? Dressing. My wife makes a sweet potato casserole. And I, when we got married, she started making that. She made it before we got married, but that's when I first encountered it. And I look forward to that. Every year, I'm telling you what, that's like dessert. It's better than the, the, the dessert. But then pecan pie, that's really good. She makes that pecan pie. There's nothing like that. So, But you know, uh, so you got the turkey, you got the, the parades. What's the name of that big parade? Macy's. Anybody know what city that's in? You're doing good. And then after the parades and the turkey and all of that, then what sporting events typically come up? football now all of those things are good and wonderful there's nothing wrong with those things i enjoy all of those things but we have to remember and should remember that thanksgiving was instituted you know uh, it, it it's not about those things it's about thanking god for all he has done and let's, so let's don't forget that. Let's, we can enjoy those other things. That, that's good. The parades and the turkey. And, 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 and I enjoyed it. It's good. It's all, all wonderful. But let's remember that Thanksgiving is a time that we should especially thank God for all that he's done for us. That's what the pilgrims did. And, and we should uh, not move away from that. Do you, is that right? So let's, let's, let's remember that. So today, though, I want to talk about the power of Thanksgiving from the Bible, Thanksgiving is such a key. It empowers us in so many different things. First of all, it empowers us to be in the will of God. Anybody want to be in the will of God? You want to be in the will of God? Then you need to be a person of thanksgiving. In 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter, in the 18th verse, in the Amplified Bible, it'll be, the Amplified Version will be on the screen up there. The Bible says, thank God in everything. Now, notice it didn't say for everything. I'm not thankful to God for everything. I'm not thankful for evil in the world and all of that. And he's not responsible for that. You understand that. But there's a lot of bad things that go on. And the Bible doesn't tell us to be thankful for the bad things. But the Bible does tell us that in the midst of the bad things, we should be what? Thankful. So thank God in, not for, but in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Think about that. No matter what the circumstances may be, we're supposed to be thankful and give thanks. For this is what? What is this? It's the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. That's a good verse right there. We could, we could almost quit right there and be just totally blessed. If we just did that, we, wouldn't we all be just better off if we did that right there? No matter what the circumstances, just be thankful. And that's the will of God for all of us. To be thankful in the midst of any, any situation, no matter how dire the circumstance is, to remain thankful. Now, Thanksgiving empowers us to be in the will of God. It also empowers us to be in the peace of God. How many of you want to be in the peace of God? Notice Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth verse. Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the sixth verse, again in the Amplified Version, says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. 
That's some good advice, isn't it? That's easier said than done, but that's what God wants us to do. Not fret or have worry or anxiety about anything. Did, did the Bible say about anything? Yeah. But in, see here it is again, in every circumstance and in everything. Notice not for everything, but in everything by prayer and petition, definite request, with what? With thanksgiving. See, continue to make your wants known to God. And notice what happens in verse 7. And the what? The peace. See, that's what we want. The peace of God. The peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God. And being content with, with its earthly lot. Of whatever sort it is. That peace which transcends or passes all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's a good thing, isn't it? But we don't get the peace of God unless we have a heart of what? Heart of thanksgiving. You'll never, ever be able to walk in the peace of God apart from having a thankful heart. If you want the peace of God, what you do is just become thankful. Just be thankful in the midst of any any circumstance and the peace of God will be yours. That's what the Bible says here. Um, you know, it's hard to be thankful in the midst of a lot of things, isn't it? Isn't it? it it's hard. It's not easy. But if we'll just, just be thankful. What I do is I try to find, no matter what the circumstance, and you ask my wife, she'll tell you for all these years that we've been married, we've faced, we've had a lot of good things happen to us. We've had some really not so good things happen. And even in the midst of, you know, how many of you know it's real easy to be thankful when everything's going good and wonderful? But the, that's not the test. The true test is, can you be thankful in the midst of an ugly situation? And my wife will tell you, we'll, we'll sit there many times at the table or whatever and, and horrible circumstances. And what do I do? I try to look for things to be thankful for. You know, this thing could be a whole lot worse. Let's be thankful for this. Let's be thankful for that. You start looking for things to be thankful for. And I tell you what, it brings a peace about, about the situation. So let's be thankful. Notice, thanksgiving empowers us to face every situation of life. Look here at verse 11, Philippians 4.11, again in the Amplified. Not that I am implying that I was in any personal want. This is the Apostle Paul speaking. For I have learned, now notice something here, that being thankful is something that you have to learn. I've had to learn to be thankful. I've had to learn it. It's taken me some years, but, but, but I learned it very young. You have to learn to be thankful. I mean, in the midst of any situation, you have two choices. You can either grumble or be thankful. So I've learned grumbling doesn't work. Grumbling just really makes it worse. Complaining, that just makes it worse. That just adds insult to injury. But let's be thankful and then the peace of God comes. He, Paul says here, I have learned how to be content. That word content could also be translated thankful. I have learned to be thankful. Satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. I know how to be abased and live humbly in straightened circumstances when there wasn't quite enough money to reach and pay all the bills and all of that. 
And I know also how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have what? I have learned in any and all circumstances the secret of facing every situation. What is the secret to facing every situation of life? It's to be what? Be thankful. Be thankful to God. Whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare or going without and being in want. See, Paul learned that in whatever state he was in, whether it was abundance or whether it was, was lack, he remained uh, thankful. And you know God always supplied his need in the end. So that's the secret to facing every situation in life. Being thankful. It's the, it's the secret to being in the will of God. It's the secret to having the peace of God. Being thankful. Here's another verse along these lines I thought would bless you. Look at Hebrews 13 verse 5. Hebrews 13 verse 5 in the Amplified Bible again. says this. Hebrews 13 5. Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money. Including greed, avarice, lust and craving for earthly possessions. And be satisfied or be thankful or content. However you want to say it. Be thankful with your present circumstances and with what you have. You know, so many people look at what they don't have and grumble about it. Let's look at what we do have and be thankful for it. A lot of people will, you know, like the size of their house or, or, or their car or whatever. It may not be the right one that they really want. And they'll grumble about it. But rather than that, don't, don't look at what you don't have. Look at what, do you have a car? Do you have a house? Do you have clothes on your back? Do you have food on the table? Look for these things and be, be what? Be thankful. Right? Be thankful. Be, be content. Be thankful with what you do have. I, I learned, again, you say, realize say learned. So you have to learn this. You have to learn this. I learned years ago. I learned years ago that it's just so much better to be content and thankful with what you do have than to grumble about what you don't have. Because that hasn't ever helped me one bit. Grumbling about what I don't have. It just makes it worse. No peace. Just miserable. But look at what you do have and be thankful for what you do have and then the peace of God comes. Isn't isn't is, that's, that's a good message here today, isn't it? Not cuz I'm preaching it, it's just the word of God. Uh, notice here be thankful, satisfied, thankful with your present circumstances and with what you have. No, I like this. Watch this. For he God himself has said, "I will not in any way fail you nor give up nor give you up nor leave you without support." Isn't that good to know? We can be thankful for that. And then notice, I will not, I will not, I will not. The Amplified says it three times. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, helpless nor forsake you. God's saying that to us. I will not, I will not, I will not. That's good, isn't it? It'd be good if he said it once, but he said it how many times? I will, three times. I will not, I will not, I will not in in, not in any degree leave you helpless nor forsake you. We ought to be thankful just for that. Nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. And then he says it a fourth time. Assuredly not. I mean if we really understood that scripture. We'd all be jumping up and down. And dancing around. That is just such good news. 
God will, will not, will not, will not, assuredly not leave us helpless. He'll always be there with us. So we don't have anything else. We have God. We, <laughs> who else do you need? Something to be thankful for right there, isn't it? Now, a few more things here before I close. Thanksgiving empowers provision. Now, does anybody remember when Jesus fed the multitudes? Remember, and they didn't have enough food and, and all of that. How many remembers that? And so Jesus, well, you see, the disciples were looking at what they didn't have. Well, we, we, we just, we don't have very much. Remember? One place they said, what, what, here we got this little boy's lunch and what's, what's the, the few loaves and fish? What's, what's this among so many people that we have to feed? So, you see, the disciples were looking at what they didn't have. Jesus was looking at what he did have. And he took that. And does anybody know the key to that miracle taking place? Jesus was, what do you think he was? He was thankful. Look at John 6.11. We'll not read the whole story. But just, just one verse. Watch this. John 6.11. This is in the New King James Version. And Jesus took the loaves. And when he had what? Given what? Given thanks. He distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish. And then what does it say? As much as they wanted. What was the key to that whole miracle? It was Jesus being thankful to the Heavenly Father. And there was provision for all as much as they wanted. So like Paul said, hey, you know, if you got a lot, be thankful. But if you don't have a lot, also be thankful. And in this case, you see Thanksgiving, it empowered provision. Notice uh, in John the 11th chapter, does anybody remember a man named Lazarus? And he died, didn't he? And Jesus did something to him after he died. He, what did Jesus do to him? Rose him from the dead. Do you know the key to the resurrection power there was, what do you think it was? Thanksgiving. Look at this. John eleven forty one. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I what? I thank you that you've heard me. See, there's that thankful heart in the Lord Jesus. And I know that you always hear me because of the people who are standing by. I said it, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. But the thing of it is here, Lazarus was raised from the dead because Jesus was what? He was thankful. What has died in your life? Is there a, a relationship that has died? Is there, is there, you know, some other thing that maybe has died in your life and dead you just don't feel like getting up in the morning what's the key be thankful and if you're thankful then resurrection power will come maybe you've been fighting a battle with sickness and disease and it just looks like you just aren't getting the victory well rather than complaining about the sickness and disease just get thankful that God has healing power for you. And just be thankful in the midst of it. You know you can discourage the devil with being thankful. Did you know that? Just like the devil tries to discourage you. You can discourage him just no matter what he throws at you. Just be thankful 
to God. And I tell you what, that'll discourage the devil. And in the process of time, he'll, 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 he won't bother you as much. Can you say amen? amen. So, the, so you see, thanksgiving is the key to provision. It's the key to resurrection power. It's the key to being set free. Go to Acts, the 16th chapter. Does anybody remember what happened to Paul and Silas after they did something good and they cast that demon out of that fortune teller? Does anybody remember where they wound up for that? They wound up in jail and it wasn't just in jail. It was in the worst part of that prison, in the worst part of the jail. How many of you know uh, you can do some good things and still get in trouble? How many has ever done something good and you got criticized for it? You tried to help somebody and I think that's happened to just about everybody. And the Apostle Paul and Silas, they had done something very good. They'd obeyed God. They did just what God wanted them to do. And they're they're in the prison. How many people would have crabbed and complained in the prison? Besides me. (laughs) See, Paul and Silas were faced with a decision that they had to make. We did something good for God. And instead of getting accoladed and people patting us on the back, they've thrown us in prison. We're in jail, so they have to make a decision in the midnight hour. Are we going to grumble and complain, or are we going to be thankful? And guess what they chose? They chose to be what? Thankful. And at midnight, look at verse Acts 16, verse 25. At midnight, Paul and Silas... They weren't grumbling and complaining. What were they doing? Praying and singing hymns to God. They were thankful, weren't they? And did you know our attitude not only affects us, but it affects everybody around us? Have you ever been somewhere and you're doing just fine and a gloomy person came in and they were unthankful and grumbling and complaining and that gloominess on them just got off on you? Has that ever happened to anybody besides me? But how many of us have ever been down, kind of down in the dumps, and somebody comes in, just, just they're just so excited and thankful to God, and that, 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 that thankfulness that's on them can lift us up. Is that right? So let's, be, let's make a decision to be thankful no matter what situation we're in. And that's what Paul and Silas did. They prayed and they sang hymns to God, but somebody was listening. Guess who was listening? The prisoners were listening. Isn't that what the Bible says? And then, of course, verse 26, there was an earthquake and the foundation of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loose. See, that, that, that spirit of thanksgiving on Paul and Silas didn't just affect them, but it affected everybody around them. Isn't, isn't that wonderful? And everyone's chains were loosed. Read loud, say, everyone's chains, everyone's chains. were what? They were loosed. See, that, that, that thanksgiving, the power of it, doesn't just affect you, but it affects people around you. And guess what happened? If you study it out, the jailer got saved. Remember, if you read on, he, he came in and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And, and, and they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Remember that? And in the process of time, apparently that jailer became a pastor of a church that, that, that came out of this situation right here. Out of this, just because Paul and Silas were thankful in the midnight hour, it affected the jailer. He got saved, and he had, more than likely he had a congregation right there to start with, those prisoners. 
and a church started and the, and, and, the, and the jailer became the pastor of the church. If you study church history, that's what you'll find. All because Paul and Silas at the midnight hour decided we're not going to grumble and complain. We're going to be thankful. And they were. And you see what a good thing God did. Isn't that wonderful? So don't ever forget your attitude doesn't just affect you, but it affects people around you. And good things can come out of you being thankful in the midst of a bad situation. People can get saved as a result of it. That excites me, doesn't it you? And not only does Thanksgiving empower us to be set free like Paul and Silas, but once God sets us free, it's so important that we're we're thankful because Thanksgiving not only empowers us to be set free, But it empowers us to stay free. Notice if you would let Luke the 17th chapter and the 11th verse. I'll read this in the Amplified. Luke 17, 11. And Jesus went on his way to Jerusalem. It occurred that Jesus was passing along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into one village, he was met by ten lepers. Now, how many lepers were there? Okay. Who stood at a distance. See, their their skin was eaten up with leprosy and they had to stay at a distance from people. And verse 13, they raised up their voices and called, Jesus, Master, take pity and have mercy on us. And when Jesus saw them, he said to them, go at once and show yourselves to the priests. Because you see, that's what lepers were supposed to do once they were healed. They they had to go to the priest, you see, and get, get declared cleansed and all. And as they went... They were what? Cured and made clean. Isn't that wonderful? Now, if you were one of them, what do you think you'd be doing? Huh? Huh? You didn't know I could dance. I didn't know it either. Wouldn't you be excited? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And notice here, verse 15, then one of them. Now, how many were there? There were ten, but now how many do we see here? One, upon seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. He fell prostrate. I mean, he, he fell down at Jesus' feet, prostrate at his feet. What was he doing? Thanking him over and over. Isn't that good? I'm thinking about where's the uh, where's the other nine? That's what I'm thinking before I read on here. He was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? And then Jesus asked the same question I'm asking. Where are the, where's the nine? Was there no one found to return and to recognize and give thanks and praise to God except this alien? Isn't that something? I've learned that about people over the years. And Jesus noted it here. There was only one out of ten that were thankful. What happened to the other nine? I've dealt with so many people over the years. And I've, I, I've learned this also. That so many people 
are just not thankful for what God does for them. They're just not thankful for what a local church does for them. It should not ought to be that way. When God does anything for us, we should be thankful. When anybody does anything for us, we should be thankful. And this is something that, that I have a lot of faults, guys. I'll be the first to admit. But this is one thing that I have been pretty good on. Is I've always been thankful for anything anybody's ever done for me. I can think all the way back into childhood and I can remember things that... I remember my pastor back when my dad died when I was seven. My past, I was seven years old. I still remember my pastor coming over and taking me fishing. I'm still thankful to him for that. And I could list many things over the years where people have helped me. And I'm just so thankful. Just so thankful for anything anybody's ever done for me. I, I, I think about the many of you in this room who have served so faithfully over the years. And I'm just so grateful and thankful for all the, faith, the faithful service that you've done here for God at this church. And anything you've done to bless, to bless me, I thank you. Always have been thankful. That's the way we need to be. If you're not that way, become that way. I said if you're not that way, become that way. You can do it that quick. You can change from being a person of unthankfulness to being a person of thankfulness. Were there not ten? Where are the nine? Don't be one of the nine. Always be like the one guy that returned and recognized what God had done for him and thankful. Okay? Will you do that? And I'm convinced, now I can't prove this, but I... I Flowing in the healing ministry all these years. and I'm convinced that these other nine didn't keep their healing. I, I, I can't prove it, but I just know some things about the healing ministry. And, and uh, I'm, I'm convinced I can't prove it. You can't disprove it. But I don't think these other nine kept their healing. You know that God can heal you and you can lose it. I've, I've, I've seen it. I've watched it. For years and years. And one of the keys to keeping your healing that you've received from God is to be thankful for it. Can you imagine having your body eaten up with leprosy and you're healed and you don't even take the time to turn around and go back and thank Jesus for doing it? Can you imagine anybody would do that? But you had 90% of them did that. Isn't that, that that's staggering, isn't it? But one of them did come back. I'm convinced he he kept his healing. I don't think the other nine did. Let's be thankful. What do you say? We all have something to be thankful for. I want you to think about things that you have to be thankful for. One thing that I do want to say here is I'm very thankful this morning for the couple of times God has told me no. God ever told you no on something? Oh, I've had him tell me no. How many of you liked it when he told you no? Didn't like it. How many of you got upset? How many of you got grumbly? How many of you cried maybe? Huh? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of, this, this might help you. I'm thinking of two girls that I knew way back yonder. Diane's smiling. It's okay. 
You can't see her, but I can. Now, I won't go into all the details of it, but there was two of them. One in, in, in junior high, high school, and then another one. And I, and I couldn't understand why these two girls re, rejected me. They didn't, they didn't want to have anything to do with me because I'd have married either one of them. But somehow or another, God, he, it had to be God blinding their eyes because how, how could they turn me down? Right on. Preach on, brother. But I look back all these years later. I look back. And I say, thank you, thank you, Jesus. For whatever the reason was that, 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 that nothing happened with either one of them. Because I guarantee it to you. Take my word for it, you young people in here. If God's telling you no on, on a relationship that you want... He knows better. He sees the end from the beginning. See, I didn't know back then what, what, I, what I would know now, but God did. And, and if I'd have got either one of them, guaranteed fact, I'd have been absolutely miserable. Absolutely miserable, guaranteed fact, for a lot of reasons, which I won't go into all of them. But, oh, look what God gave me. Whoo, glory to God. I tell you what, I've got the, just the most wonderful wife. Praise God. God handpicked her for me. Made her for me. Glory to God. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't if I'd have put in a request and a, uh, for, you know, give me the... I mean, well, actually, I did. I talked to the Lord about some things I wanted in a wife. And he gave, he, he done exceedingly abundantly all I could ever ask or think. I'm so thankful for my wife. I tell you what. She's just a blessing to me in every way, shape, form, or fashion. All these wonderful things you see go on up here, these slideshows, everything. She's, she does all that. I'm thankful for Pastor Diane. How about you? Amen. I think we ought to give her a good, good, good clap. I, she, I tell you what. She's earned that. She's earned that. She's, I tell you what. But she's got something a lot better than that clap waiting for her. The judgment seat of Christ. A great reward for her. But I'm thankful for her. The Bible says that let's find something to be thankful for. You might be here today and you might say, I, 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 I just, I'm not thankful for my spouse. Well, change that and just be thankful you've got one. Amen? Huh? And if you don't have one, well, maybe be thankful that you don't have one. What, what, what is it, what is it how, in flying? What is it? I'd rather be on the ground wishing I was in the air than in the air wishing I was on the ground. What does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm going to make it work here. Uh, <laughs> but but if it's, I heard Joyce Meyer say, and this may not be exactly right, but it, she said it, you'd be better off to have no mate than the wrong mate. And that's, that's a God's honest truth, isn't it? And that'll be an encouragement to people that are single and you come up on another Thanksgiving and oh, I ain't got nobody, I ain't got nobody. Well, you might be better off. <laughs> you know? Just be thankful. Amen. You got, I just read a minute ago where somebody said four times he was never going to leave you. Who is that? Jesus. God. Is that right? So you got somebody. Plus you got us here. You know, we're here. But the Bible says having food and clothing with these we should be thankful. 
The Apostle Paul again and again was thankful for the people in his life. If you read the New Testament, you see again and again where he was so thankful for the people that he had. But most of all, you know, thankful for your spouse, thankful for the people in your lives, thankful for your local church, all these things. But the most, the, the top one, the top one we should be thankful for is the undescribable gift that God has given us in Jesus. That's the thing we should, I mean, we, we all have Jesus. Let's be thankful for him. What do you say? You ready to receive communion? Well, I tell you what, ushers, let's go ahead and pass the communion out. And while they're passing that out, I just want you to just sit there and think of some things to be thankful for. I can think of several things. But just sit there and think of some things to be thankful for. I'm thankful for Jesus. I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for this wonderful church. I'm thankful for you wonderful people. Thankful I have a nice house to live in. Thankful I'm healed. I can see. I can hear. I can breathe. You know, Praise God. So just go ahead and pass the communion out. I want you to think about things to be thankful for. Thankful I've got a warm place to be when it's cold outside. Thankful I've got a warm bed to sleep in. Grateful, thankful. If you've got sickness in your body, be thankful for the parts of your body that are well. I, I just felt impressed of the Spirit of God to say that right there. Yeah, I think that it's so easy to center in on the parts of your body that aren't working right and be drugged down by that. I've never had the Lord to direct me like this before. Just, just, just stop thinking about the part of the body that's not working and start thanking God for all the other parts that are. And, and I've never said that before. But that's a key to some people's healing in here right now. Stop centering in on. Yeah, st- stop, stop centering in on what isn't working in your body and start thanking God for all the stuff that is working in your body. And you'll see in a short time your healing will come to that other part or those other parts that, that you've been struggling getting healing in. Amen. I believe that's the Spirit of God. Spoke that to my heart. Do it. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. That's the key to some people's healing right now. I'm telling you, that's strong in my spirit. Stop centering in on what isn't working in your body and just start thanking God. If you've got trouble in your legs, well, just start thanking God you can see. Thank God you can hear. Thank God you can breathe. If you're having trouble breathing, thank God you can walk good without pain in your legs. If you've got pain in your legs, thank God you don't have pain in your, in, your, in your arms. Find something in your body to be thankful for. And maintain that attitude of thanksgiving and you watch. In just a short time, won't take long, the healing power will hit, your, hit those other parts of your body and healing will come. Amen. That's good. I didn't think that one up. That's the Holy Ghost. That's good. You, you judge that. You see, that's exactly right. That's, that's, amen. All right.
Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, the great gift that you gave us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And sir, we know that you laid all sickness and disease upon him so that we, by his stripes, can be healed. And we thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for us, that we can know healing. We're thankful for it. We receive that healing in Jesus' name. Now break and eat. Father, we're thankful for the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary's cross. Sinless, precious blood. And that that blood that He shed washes away all sins. All sin. Removes sin away from us as far, the Bible says, as the east from the west, which, which never meet. So once... We're washed in the blood of Jesus. Sin is removed from us, never to be remembered again. We're so grateful for the precious blood of Jesus. We'll never forget. We'll always be thankful for that great sacrifice. That Jesus came, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. Was crucified on that cross, shed his blood, died for us. Third day rose from the dead. And as a result, when we place our faith in Him with a repentant heart, the blood of Jesus washes us and cleanses us from all sin. Causes us to be born again. Miss a devil's hell and make God's holy heaven. We're just so grateful for the blood of Jesus. And not only does the blood of Jesus wash a sinner, but we as Christians, when we miss it, If we miss it, when we miss it, we can repent and confess our sins. And you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And that same blood that cleanses the sinner and makes him a saint will cleanse us. As we miss it, we can confess our sins. You're faithful and just to forgive us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We're just so grateful. And as we walk in the light, as you're in the light, the blood of your son Jesus cleanses us from all sin. We could never thank you enough for the precious blood of Jesus. And as we partake of this juice that represents your blood, we do so with a grateful and a thankful heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood for us. We're just, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Partake. Amen. Praise God. The ushers will be passing a receptacle around where you can, can put your little cup there in the receptacle. And you can stand with me.